The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Male Archives. I'm your host, Rodney Freeman. I have with me author and executive director of Dare to Be King, uh, David Miller. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm outstanding, brother. How you doing, man? Man, I'm great. I'm great, man. Being here to be able to pick your brain for a couple of minutes to see what you're doing is is uh, amazing in this day and age. So I'm blessed to be here and I'm thankful that you are joining me. Um, we wanted to just talk to you about this Dare to Be King uh, initiative that you have. And then we'll get also into your uh, your books that you mm -hmm. that you have. So um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and your background. So really quickly, man, I'm from um, um, Tubman City. Um, that's Baltimore, affectionately known as the Harriet Tubman. I'm a son of the west side of Baltimore, currently live in um, in Washington, D.C. And despite my youthful appearance, like when I shave this little bit of gray off, you know, people think I'm 25, man, but I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm over 50, man. And, wow, um, you don't look it, sir. You do not oh, look it. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> I really started to get into what I call deep-end work with black boys and men based on what happened to me really quickly. I was an undergraduate student at Morgan State University. My best friend was at Morehouse and he had come home during summer vacation. We were standing on it. We were standing in front of a nightclub on the west side of Baltimore, like literally like maybe less than three miles from my home. Um, three guys tried to rob us at gunpoint because we didn't have the money they wanted. They started shooting. Um, as me and my as me and my man tried to run, they started shooting. They shot my my homeboy in the back um, with a sawed off shotgun. I looked the guy right in his eye when he pulled the trigger. They shot my man in the back, um, and literally the short story is he died in my arms. I lived, he died, right? Wow. And um, it wasn't the first time I had seen someone die or see a dead body um growing up in Baltimore but this was deeply personal because this was my childhood friend we had you know dreamed of like he would become the mayor and you know I would be you know I mean we had these dreams sitting on, yeah. on the stoop in front of my parents house in front of his parents house and again we weren't gang members we weren't Crips or Bloods or Gangster Disciples he was at Morehouse mm -hmm. I was at Morgan State we were both at HBCUs man and some cats took his life, man. And so as a result of that, man, I decided that I wanted to become deeply engaged around how do we improve the life chances of um, black boys? You know, because the reality is we can talk about mentoring programs and teaching black boys how to tie ties and all of that. But we got to keep them alive, man. Yeah. I mean, we got to keep them alive and free. And so I decided that um, I wanted to be involved in a different kind of work mm -hmm. in terms of really creating unique interventions to, en to engage black men and boys. And so I was actually teaching school at the time. Later on, I actually uh, bounced around to a couple of colleges, got my life together, got my undergraduate degree. Um, I literally had dropped out of more and got my undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. um, got my master's degree in teaching. And um, I decided when I was a classroom teacher that I was I was really noticing that with my African-American male students, 
the mm-hmm. issue was wasn't necessarily that they couldn't do the work. Mm-hmm. It was that they were dealing with so many other factors that ain't have nothing to do with school, mm-hmm. right? Living mm-hmm. in a home where they may not have electricity, living right. in a home where they may not eat breakfast in the morning, you know, walking to school, just that path from getting up in the morning, brushing their teeth, rolling out of bed, walking to school, just, just them walking to school could be dangerous in terms of right. the pathways that they would have to take walking home from school that I decided that I wanted, I, that I was going to quit my job, which I did. And of course, when I told my wife, I was going to quit my job, you know, them good benefits and getting a check. Yeah. Oh, I was getting high. Like <laughs> you want to, to do what? So I left the classroom man, and created dead to be King. If you can see this, what if the Prince lives, um, which is a survival workbook for African-American males, because I realized growing up in the inner city that there's some there's some there's some skills that we got to teach black boys how to not just survive, but also thrive. Right. So we talk a lot about survival. You hear a lot of these rappers talking about I'm just trying to survive. Well, life is more than just surviving. How do you thrive? And so, you know, growing up in the inner city, I'm, a, I'm an example of how to survive. And thrive, man. I went to five colleges before I completed my undergraduate degree because I'm ha- I'm having all kinds of emotional problems because I experienced the trauma of seeing my best friend die in my arms. Yeah. Uh, now I'm finishing up my PhD. I'm back at Morgan, the school at the university that I dropped out of. Yeah. Back at Morgan, completing my PhD in the Department of Social Work. Right. Yeah. Um, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll graduate, you know, December of 2022, depending upon my research. But um, again, I really wanted to be deeply engaged around solutions. We mm-hmm. we know that the black family has been decimated. We know mm-hmm. that a large percentage of our brightest are not at Morehouse or at North Carolina A and T or at Johnson C Smith, where you are in Charlotte or Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or Yale or Tuskegee or Fisk, they locked up for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So I wanted to create a curriculum. And literally, my curriculum has been used all over the world, man. It's been used in Canada. I've done some work in, in West Africa using the curriculum. And so that that's that's really who I am. I'm a real serious dude, man, because like when you look at the loss of human potential, I was mm-hmm. just telling somebody the other day, man, I'm, I'm going to throw this out to you, man. So I live in D.C., born and raised in Baltimore, between Mm -hmm. D.C., between Philadelphia and D.C. has become the deadliest corridor in America. Mm. We lose about, on average, we lose about 1,500 black men a year to homicides. Mm. 1,500. And that doesn't account for the number of black men that are shot or stabbed that end up in an ER unit. So mm-hmm. if you were a black man living between, you know, uh, Philadelphia and DC, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, man. And then you look yeah. at all of the other cities. And so um, I just think that we're not serious about black male development. Mm-hmm. I think each year we hear these numbers, you know, 500, over 500 people were killed in Philly, over 350 were killed in DC. I mean, in, in Baltimore, Another 225, 230 were killed in D.C. And then parts in between. Then we jump out to the Midwest. You know, you look at Chicago and Memphis and Detroit. 
it's a bloodbath, man. And we got to start with these little boys, as Juwanza Kanjufu taught us years mm-hmm. ago. We got we got to reach these boys by third grade, man. If we don't, if we don't yeah. reach black males by third grade. It's yeah. gonna, and when I say reach them, we got to reach them. We got to also reach their parents by third grade. Right. right. So 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 tell me a little bit more about this curriculum that you got. Can you tell me how how it, it addresses that or it goes? Yeah. Into yeah. So that? it is the curriculum is 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 designed to provide schools, community centers, individuals with 52 weeks of content mm. to engage black males around what it's like growing up in toxic communities. So the curriculum covers, um, it it falls within the life skills domain, if you will. So Mm -hmm. for example, I don't know if you've ever seen the 10 rules of survival if stopped by the police. You may Mm -hmm. have seen it on CNN, MSNBC, PBS. I designed what's called the 10 rules of survival if stopped by the police. It's gone viral twice. Um, And it was my attempt to begin to educate little boys and even grown men um, what to do when stopped by the police. Because it's not if you get stopped by the police, it's when. And so when I'm I'm one of the first cast that really put that thing down on paper and really started teaching courses all over the country around what to do. Um, you know, what to do when you encounter, what what to do when you encounter the police, because the reality is we're going to be stopped and detained by the police, whether you're eight or whether you're 50. And so that was my first attempt to really begin to engage boys and men around a deeper conversation and at the same time provide parents with some talking points. You know, you Mm -hmm. got all these young black males being killed by law enforcement and Parents were reaching out to me like we just don't know what to say to our sons because we don't mm-hmm. want to terrify them. So, again, mm-hmm. if you go to my website, you can see the 10 rules of survival and stop by the police. And even in the curriculum, there's some there's some activities around, you know, those 10 rules. And some of the 10 rules, man, are really are really, really basic. Like, don't run. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, we run from the police. We'd yeah. be like, oh, this fat dude that be eating donuts ain't going to catch me. <laughs> but the reality is when they did catch us, they put that nightstick on us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But now they're shooting you in the back, mm-hmm. right? So some of it is, I mean, just really, really basic rules of engagement, mm-hmm. you know, that our, that our sons need to know. So that's in the curriculum. Yeah. There's a, there's a section in the curriculum um. So too many of too many young boys are growing up in America and girls are growing up in America without a healthy, ongoing, active relationship with a father or father figure. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a whole section in the in the curriculum around um, dealing with your dad, whether your dad yeah. is there and you see him every day or whether you've never met your father, because I know based on the work that I've done with, with, with juveniles who kill people. One mm-hmm. of the main reasons why so many of our boys are so angry is because they have not grown up with a sober, responsible, spiritually guided father. And the very man that's supposed to teach them how to survive and thrive is not there. So then they end up joining a gang. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a nationally recognized gang or just a bunch of little dudes in your neighborhood repping a housing project. And so all of that is in the curriculum under what we call daddy rage because some of these young mm. brothers are so angry. There are a bunch of pieces in there around decision making. 
when I was a school teacher, one of the little boys that I was real cool with, he ended up finding a gun in an alley. They took the gun back home. They cut school. Um, him and his homeboy were playing with the gun. The gun went off and he ended up shooting himself and killing himself. So there's a section in the curriculum on guns. We know that young black males are fascinated with guns. Mm -hmm. A good friend of mine just surveyed 80 young men who were spending time at a juvenile detention facility in Philadelphia. And out of these 80 some odd young boys, one of the questions, and this is all self-reporting data, one of the questions was to these young men, and it was anonymous. You didn't put your name on there. You didn't let your friends see your responses. Out of 80 young men in the facility, one of the questions asked them, have you touched a gun or been in the company well, like with your friends and somebody has pulled out a gun within the last six months? Like 74% of these boys had either touched a, an illegal gun or wow. been in the room with one of their peers who was handling the gun. So we, we know that these young men are fascinated by guns. So there's a section in there around gun safety and wow. what to do if you find yeah. a gun. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so, so, so the curriculum is very comprehensive. That's awesome. That's awesome. And okay. So I, so I know you, you, you got this curriculum down. So where, tell me where does the, the, the inspiration for writing these books that you have, is, is, does that accompany the, the curriculum? Right, that so, so what, and I'll just show you some of the books. This is, this is Gabe and his green thumb. Mm -hmm. um, this is uh chef Tucson. And I got a couple yeah. other books probably on the shelves. I got a couple more on the shelf, but I realized that, you know, Sprite had this campaign years ago that images every everything. See, mm -hmm. it starts when our boys are very, very young in mm -hmm. terms of the images that they see. So I right. wanted to create images, positive yeah. images where young black males can see themselves yeah. not ripping yeah. around in the streets, you know, not 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 carrying guns, not being involved in, in, in you know, in, in, in antisocial behavior. Because we know the images are everything. And too often in children's literature, um, most, most of the books that I was finding demonized black boys, even in an early age, particularly a lot of the middle school readers. Somebody yeah. is always getting shot. Somebody is always getting stabbed. So I, I decided to start writing children's books because I really wanted to be able to introduce um, children to very powerful stories. Chef Tucson is a nine-year-old master chef. Yeah. Um, and like in the back of the book, there's some recipes. This particular book was just voted uh, through the Black Caucus of the American Library Association, one yeah. of the best self-published books of 2021. I really yeah. wanted to be able to change the narrative when we talk about Black boys and give Black boys something when they pick up. They, they get excited about reading that's awesome that's that that is awesome and i mean you you hit the the, the nail on the head right you know wanted to show those positive images um I, I i wonder what do you think um with this state that we have in there how how can we continue to to do this type of work and you know how are you mentoring uh others to do this type of work as well so um I'm a I'm a big advocate of mentoring and January is 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 national mentoring month. I'm hosting a big event on Saturday with one of the programs that I work with. We're actually going to be acknowledging mentors in seven cities 
along with young people, mentees from seven cities that have that have been doing well academically and socially. Um, I mean, it's you know, part of it also is, man, you know, for me, like I always tell people, we got to reach back to the to a younger cohort. Mm-hmm. And we got to give them everything that we have, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we, so I have a unique set of experiences, you know, being a black man, you know, being from an urban community and I was arrested twice before I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very unique lens, um, both locally, nationally and internationally. I mean, I've traveled to the middle East. Mm-hmm. I've been to Africa 11 times. I'll be in, I'll be in Ghana, West Africa, for most of the summer, I'll be there for six weeks in starting in June, mm-hmm. working on another project. I'm actually working. I'm developing a curriculum for children K through sixth grade to for, for uh, public schools here in the U.S. Teaching students about what life is like living in an Africa, living in Africa, mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to the U.K. a couple of times. Um, I've been to most of the Caribbean islands uh, across you know, uh, the Caribbean landscape, if you will. So I have some very interesting um, narratives in my own life. Yeah, yeah. I like to share with younger brothers and sisters. Like I'm always telling young folks, got to get your passport. and You got to yeah. get out of the United States, man. Yeah, because it's a whole different perspective. It's a whole different yeah. perspective. And then when you see yourself within the context of being black, I'm, mm-hmm. I remember I'm in Istanbul. I'm a black man in Turkey, in Istanbul, and the love that I'm getting. Yeah. You know, um, you know, being a black man in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a black man in um the Ivory Coast. And so, you know, being a black man in London, and and yeah. and a lot of us don't realize that there's so many black folks in 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 the UK, you yeah. know. Um, this was doing some work in Toronto, Canada before the um pandemic. Yeah, you know, yeah. being black and in Toronto or Ontario yeah. or Quebec, yeah. that this world has so much to offer, but America got us. We become good slaves, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, I'm glad you. Another conversation. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, if you look at it in the context of the the globe, black men are not the minority, right? You right. know, when you look at it, when you look at it from America's standpoint, you know, but if you look at it in the context of the globe, no. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that point up, man. I, I, I really am. And so for me, within, for me, when I think about mentoring, mentoring is not just teaching young men and young women how to write. Mm-hmm. It's also how to position yourself and be serious about our people. I had a brother tell me the other day, like I would get, dude cracked me up. He said, I would get more Instagram followers if I jumped on TikTok and I started dancing and jumping up and down, and I'm like, brother, that ain't gonna happen because that's just not who I am, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not knocking anybody, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm really serious about because also I'm also a father and have three children. Yeah, my oldest is 25. I have a 21 year old son who's a senior at Florida A&M University, and then my baby girl is gonna be going to, coming down to your kind of your neck of the woods, Carolina. She's yeah. going to be going to um, North Carolina a and yeah. I'm about serious business, man. I ain't got time to be jumping around, man. Right. No, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> not playing any games. You serious no, about man. this? No, no. 
what's 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 some of the other projects that you got going that you that you have on tap? So I'm also very I don't know, do, do you have children? Yes. Yeah, I'm 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 also very active, extremely active in the fatherhood space. Okay. I've done consulting work for three US presidents um on the responsible fatherhood side. Me and a dope group of brothers and sisters are going to be we're actually going to be in Cleveland, Ohio for the All-Star game. We're oh. going to be doing a powerful leading a conv- powerful conversation with the Cleveland Cavaliers, NBA yeah. Cares at a school working with a small number of um, black fathers and sons looking forward to that. Cause that's going to be coming up around second or third weekend um, in February. Okay. I'm working on a new book for girls. Cause I do have two daughters and they always be like, how come you always <laughs> be writing books for these little boys? So yeah. I got a really dope book coming out called Winnie the wizard of wall street. And it's about a nine year old girl named after Winnie Mandela. And this mm-hmm. little girl is really into saving money and investments. So the book is really going to teach young kids about the importance of investing in stocks yeah. and saving money. Um, now, all your books are self-published, right? All my books are self-published. And while while I welcome a deal, you know, I, I would love to get a good deal with, with the right company. Yeah. Um, man, I write books for black kids, man. I'm unapologetically yeah. black, man. Yeah. And I know a lot of companies... You know, they 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 just not on the same type of wavelength that I'm on. And so, yeah. you know, I'm I might fall on the sword and may never get a book deal because I want to write books for the least of us. And right. when we look at literacy levels, we look at who buys books, who has access to books. Man, I've been in public schools across the country where they don't even have libraries, man. Yeah. And so I'm writing books for black kids. Stay tuned, man, because I'm developing a um a kit. It's a kit for black fathers. It's yeah. going to be a really, really dope self-care kit for black yeah. fathers. And that's going yeah. to hit probably in toward the end of February. Okay. Really focusing on health and wellness. Um, my brother died March 21st, mm. um, 2021. My brother was only 55 years old. He didn't yeah, go to the it. doctor. Uh, mm. It was really a traumatic experience for me. And then, like over the last eighteen months to two years, I've lost about twelve to thirteen black men that I know, um, mm-hmm. all who've died from heart attacks and strokes. Not COVID. Only one brother died of COVID, but he had diabetes, so he died as a complication mm-hmm. to the diabetes. Um, but man, we're not taking care of ourselves, man. Yeah. As black men, we stressed yeah. out. Uh, we got these jobs working us to the point where. We'll, we'll fall out at the job, man, and we won't even go to the doctor, man. So we're coming up with this really unique kit, and we're targeted toward men. I've had people say the men ain't going to buy the kit, but it's a health and wellness kit that yeah. men will be able to order. It's going to be a really cool price point. It's going to be relatively cheap. Yeah. And so st- stay tuned. That'll be coming out late February. Okay. Okay, man. This is awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Hey, Mr. Miller, David Miller, thank you for being on the Blackmail Archives. Tell the listeners where they can follow you or find you on social media. So I think my um, my my ta- my handle for both Twitter and Instagram is on the screen. Um, you can go to my main company website, daretobeking.net. 
and that's D-A-R-E-T-O-B-E-K-I-N-G dot net. Excuse me. Or if you want to check out more information on my children's books, um, you can go to IamDavidMiller.com. IamDavidMiller.com. And what I tell people is there's a role to play. You know, all of us got a role. Order, order a set of my children's books, man, and donate them to a school, man. Mm-hmm. You know, simple things, man. Um, there's there's a role for us all to play. And even if you don't buy my books, buy a set of children's books from a black author and mm-hmm. donate them to a school, man. Yeah, yeah, powerful. And 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 as one author to another, man, I yeah, I I definitely agree. We need to go ahead and get those and support. You know, black characters because I, I used to be a librarian. I know how it was to try to find books with with yeah. black characters in it. So it's really important to make sure that we have those books out there. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir, for being on the Black Male Archives where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men, which you are one of. David Miller, thank you, sir. We'll have to follow back up with you, sir. Appreciate yeah, you. man. And I saw you interview my boy, uh, Brandon Frame. Good brother, yeah. man. Yeah, good, yeah, good, good, brother. good brother. Yeah, yeah, he's doing he's doing great stuff, man. I'm yeah, just, he I'm, is. I, he is. Again, I'm just glad that I get to get you and him on this uh, this podcast, and you know, get your stories out there, man, because you guys are doing great work. Well, thanks a lot, man. Be safe, and I holler at you when I come to Charlotte. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, sir. Okay, thanks a lot, man. Bye-bye.